Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. And gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Next Generation Debate! My name is Sam Armitage, and tonight I am your overlord. <laughs> you like that? You like that? You like that? So, before we get into what's going to happen today, a big hello to our studio audience, a big hello to everyone watching on YouTube and listening on the radio. Thank you for spending your evening with us tonight, listening to these guys debate. So what's gonna to happen tonight? We've got four motives for debates. We've got three minutes to debate them. We've got two teams, we've got two referees, we've got one judge and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> now, before uh, we get into it, I think we're gonna to have to say it's time, unfortunately, to find out what the rules for tonight are. But to do that, we have our very own referee team of Izzy and Callum. Come on, where's the applause? Woo, woo! Now, tonight, we are the referees, timekeepers, fact checkers, everything. But most importantly, here are the rules you've been waiting for. Rule number one, attack the person, attack the argument, and never the person. That was planned, guys, that was planned. No bullying. Exactly. Keep to time, Charlie will do this. No time left. When your three minutes is up, and if you don't obey it, you're getting a minus one point. We can fact check you. If you're lying, we know. We've got Google here. We can fact check. And no bribery. We know the, the overlord is partial to a biscuit, but come on. Let the debates begin. Thank you, Izzy, and thank you, Charlie. Not Callum. Um, so yes, I might be partial to a biscuit, but I do like to think that I am a strong, independent man when it comes to judging these debates, but maybe there is one thing that could sway me. Just one singular thing. And that is audience interaction. I love a bit of audience interaction, I do. So if you guys hear something that you agree with, if you guys want a specific team to win, I want you to clap your hands, stamp your feet, make a load of noise. So we're going to do a bit of a test run. So say Paul here comes up and they do an amazing speech about one of the debates. What are you going to do? Oh man, I'm swayed already. <laughs> so, each team will have three minutes to debate. Well, technically six. Each person will have three minutes to debate. But I think before we get into what the first debate is, we're gonna have to introduce the teams to you guys today. So first, to my left, we have Paul, we have Juaria, the red team! 
A lovely bit of uh, flexing from Paul there. So, Paul, you look a little bit confident. Tell me, how confident actually are you today? I am so confident. You won't believe how confident I am. I am more confident than a confident guy. <laughs> and do you think you're going to win? I absolutely think we're going to win. I think me and Draria are going to win. Yes. That is the confidence that we want to see. Next up, Draria, we've got a question that all of the people here want to know. Uh, if, you were for, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? a bird because they can fly around everywhere yes a bird because they can fly around everywhere that is a great answer give it once more for the red team and their opponents tonight to my right we got Jess and Jude the blue team I like the outfits you've got going on, you know. You've, you've, come, you've come dressed for the occasion. I don't know what you guys have been doing. <laughs> so, um, no bullying. I'm not, I'm the, I am the overlord. Just saying, you seem favourites. So, Jess, can you explain the rather um, kind of conservative approach to your introduction there? You know, you stayed sat down. Paul was up here giving it all, giving it all this. <laughs> Where, where, where was that from you guys? Um, I just didn't want to get up. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. But do you guys still have that confidence, Jude? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so two very confident teams out here tonight. So I think we should get straight on with the first motion of the evening. And that is that this house believes that mobile phones should be banned in schools. The blue team is up first. They are going to be debating for this argument. So let's give it up for the blue team. All right, so I think that phones should stay banned in schools because they're unnecessary. Um, and even if these were for emergencies, then you would have to keep checking your phone for emergency texts and you could get distracted when uh, secretaries are already equipped to deal with this sort of issue. Phones can be used to cheat. Uh, they often give the answer without actually the working out, which means that you're not benefiting, it, f benefiting from it in the long run in terms of education. You're just getting the answer and then probably forgetting how to get the answer. It would cut down on screen time, which can affect your eyesight. Uh, it would reduce exposure to radiation. The World Health Organization classed mobile phones as a Category 2B risk because of radiation emissions, and that identifies them as a carcinogen or like a substance with the potential to cause cancer. It would also prevent addiction to devices because without parental attention, children become more attached to their devices. So one in 11 children between the ages of 8 and 18 actually suffering from addictions to technology at the moment. Thank you. Martin, very happy uh, for the blue team right there. Um, oh, very, very good debate. A lot of good research there. There were some words in there that I didn't even know the meaning of. 
But to counteract that, we've got the red team. So give it up for the red team. If smartphones were allowed in schools, it would be great for accessibility for people with disabilities. And we could set them to our own accessibility preferences. So on phones, we could have voiceover. And we could also have speech dictation for the students with dyslexia or any other learning difficulties. And on computers that they have, we would not be able to get half of those accessibility settings. And this would also allow students to be more independent, meaning they wouldn't always need a member of staff to help them at all times. Then they'd be able to prepare for other um, subjects. And we'd be able, we could still access stuff like GCSE pod or BBC Bite Size on our phones. So I don't think it really makes a difference, to be honest. And I know for a fact that if we were allowed our phones in high school, I would be more independent. I wouldn't have needed a member of staff with me uh, in certain lessons. I could just like, get on with the work myself. However, in college, now that we are allowed our mobile phones, I'm able to do my work independently. And although I do have a member of staff with me, I'd only ask for help when I need it. So now I'm able to do my own research and also... I'm able to look at the work that the teacher has set on my own. And that is my point. Thank you, Juaria, uh, for that amazing debate against Jude. And she even overcame the animosity surrounding the nightstand too. Blue team, I think it's over to you to say what you have to say in argument to that. Let's hear it. So going on from what Juraria just said, um, as someone with dyslexia, I believe that I couldn't be trusted with my phone in school. I believe that I would get too easily distracted and not learn anything in lessons. Um, also, I don't think teachers should rely on phones in schools. It, it, it really um, puts families that can't afford phones at a disadvantage because they don't have the things that these schools would need for, um, you know, generally lessons and stuff. Um, and it also protects people's privacy as it stops people filming um, without other people's consent, and um, which um, helps with cyberbullying. And um, that, that's all I've got. <laughs> Thank you. Of amazing new ideas presented by Jess there. Paul, you are the last person to debate here. You were giving it all, all this before, before, before the debate. Let's see if you can back it up. Go on. Big one. I think Sam is absolutely right in saying I can back up my points. I think the blue team are both wrong 
and also wrong. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, that's a rule break, minus one point. No oh. bullying. Oh, oh. <coughs> I'm the stupid. And <laughs> minus right. two. <laughs> oh. Right, actually, actually to my point now. So I think that mobile phones are just convenient. Who here doesn't know anyone that, who here knows someone that doesn't have a mobile phone? See, no one. Uh, no one here has someone <laughs> in their life that doesn't have a mobile phone. So I think because of that convenience and the amount of people having a mobile phone, I don't think it's a fair argument to say that it'll be a disadvantage to people that don't because so many people have them. And there's such an easy and like convenient tool for people. Like Think of how many tools you can get in a phone that would be good for learning. You can have a flashlight in, in case you go to a dark school. Um, <laughs> you, you can... You can <laughs> right. Stop laughing. Right, so you can have photos. <laughs> Sorry. You can take photos of your work to send to the teacher if they're not there. And you can generally just look up information that you need that, unlike uh, Jude says, can, can actually help you learn. If you, if you have the convenience of a smartphone, that'll be way better than having to scroll through a textbook that might not even have the information that you need. It, just think about, about it. The, the search tab on a phone is so more concise and helpful than any textbook ever. That is my point. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, for that intriguing argument. Right, so I've been thinking back there whilst they've been uh, debating. I've been thinking who might win. And I do have someone in mind, but first, like I said before, I can be persuaded. I can but be persuaded by you. Into account the rule breaches. No bribing the overlord. See, the rule breaches come in after the, uh, the debate. I just focus on the debating skills and the arguments presented that didn't break the rules. So, you guys here uh, at the studio, do you think that the red team should win? How about the blue team? <laughs> right, I think I've made my mind up. Now, both sides put out a great argument. I can't lie, it was amazing. I couldn't do better. But I've got to be thinking, what did one team have that another team didn't? And that was professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Martin, <laughs> because the winner of the first debate is the blue team! Blue team, you finally stood up. Uh, how are you feeling after taking this lead against uh, the red team? Beat you, Paul. Beat you, Paul. Some, some fighting words from Jess there. How about you, Jude? Very good, yeah. Confident as always. <laughs> so now, I think we are moving on to our second debate. And, wait, wait, what is happening? 
Henry is going onto the stage. Okay, James, can you tell us the results are? It would be terrible to know what other people are thinking. Excellent. It would be terrible to know what other people are thinking all the time. So, teams, that is your debating topic. Uh, who, is, who is for the motion? Red team. Who's against the motion? Who are the referees? Who's the overlord? Very good. We know who we We do. will now continue with the debates. So, as Henry said, we are continuing with the debate. And it is the red team's turn to go first. Down 1-0. Can they bring it back level? Red team, take it away. I think it would be terrible to know what other people are thinking because sometimes they might be thinking something a little disturbing or they might be thinking something bad about someone else and the person that they may be thinking about may already have like, may already struggle with mental health and have them um, feelings of self-doubt and self worth and that could just probably make them feel worse which could lead to a lot more uh, things to be caused such as social isolation or maybe depression and that could maybe lead to worse things and that is my point <laughs> Thank you, Juaria, once again for that compelling argument and to say that that is a surprise motion from the audience. You've done really well off the top of your head there. Now, moving on to the blue team. They say that Saturday night is all right for fighting, but it's Friday night all right for debating. <laughs> Up you go, blue team. Okay, so I agree that for people who um, may have depression, it would be bad to hear what other people are thinking. But I think for individuals who are neurodivergent and can't um, pick up tone, it would be good to be able to tell what is a joke and what is actually serious, as normally they can't actually tell. Uh, it would also, I think it would also help with like truthfulness, so it would be harder to lie to people, and a lot of problems are created by lying. That's my point. Thank you, Jude, for that compelling argument against your area. And now, before I introduce Paul to the stage, I'm going to have to remind you of the rules. <laughs> no bullying. You heard the overlord. Onto the stage, Paul. I swear that I will no longer bully anyone ever in my life ever again. So, my point is that, well, just think of all the, the clatter in your mind that you would have if you could hear everyone's thoughts at every waking moment. 
all the time. You'd have to think of people's dreams too, wouldn't you? So you would get no sleep because you're just constantly hearing what people are uh, dreaming. Like, have you ever listened to music while you people are trying to sleep? It's awful. No one can get sleep ever. Imagine that 24-7 because you can only hear people's thoughts. It'd be awful. You'd get a headache all the time and you'd your hospital bill would be outrageous if you were in America. So, so it's, it's just an inconvenience. It wouldn't be helpful because it'd be just like having a crowded room times 10 because you can hear everyone's thoughts along with the conversations. So it'd just be awful all the time. Why would you want that? I, it might be convenient if you're in a small, tiny room with one person, but how often is, is that? like one time in a day, that's just, that's not enough times to justify being able to read someone's mind. It would be just so awful. And it gives me a headache thinking about it, actually. So that's my point. Thank you. Much better. Well done. <laughs> now, um, blue team, the one nil up. I think that Paul just made a very good argument there. He might have swayed my mind a little bit. Can the blue team change it round? Jess, it's up to you. Right, so as someone that has watched many, many superhero movies, I feel like there's ways you can make this power work for you. So. Uh, the certain jobs you'd be able to get to help individuals, whether that be um, a police officer, you'd be able to tell when people are about to commit crimes. When what, You could literally save people's lives with this superpower by stopping murderers, terrorists, anything down those sort of lines. Um, that, that's all I have. Thank you. <laughs> Jess there, bringing out a point that I didn't even think of before. And you guys would have known because you can read my mind, right? Uh. Sorry, that one wasn't that good? No? <laughs> anyway, you guys in the audience, you know the drill. Do you think the blue team should win this one? Yeah. <laughs> or how about the much well-behaved red team? Ryan, Ryan's on the wall for you guys. I think the audience have spoken. And I think we've got to appreciate that Paul was such a nice person. That never happens. <laughs> so, leveling things up, the winners of the second debate are the Red Team. <laughs> Thank you. And now we are halfway through. The scores are level, give and take some negative points from you guys, um, from Izzy there. So it's time to move on to the third debate. And the third debate is that this house believes that all public transport should be free. I can think I'm, oh. Oh, a bit of big audience reaction for that one, man. Um, I've been thinking, I've been thinking, I was looking at my sheet back there, I was thinking, there could be some decent debates to be happening right here. Blue team, you are for. Red team, you are against. 
You guys know the drill. Four goes first. Blue team, take to the stage. Okay, so it costs £35 a month or £9 a week to travel by bus at the moment, and trains are even more expensive than this. So doing a bit of maths, that would mean a bus fund for a year is £105 for a young person, and um, an average salary for a household last year was only £25,971, which isn't enough to fund this sort of travel when the average amount of children is 2.3. Um, making uh, public transport free would make less people want to pay for petrol, and it would make more people want to travel uh, communally and less individually. So that would, in, that would reduce individuals' carbon footprint. Um, and annual, the annual CO2 emissions of one person would actually reduce by 20 pounds per day, which is more than 48,000 pounds per year, which is a 10% reduction of the greenhouse gases that's actually produced by a typical two-adult, two two-car household. It would also mean there's less air and light pollution from cars and also less smog as well coming out of the exhaust. So this would just overall help the environment and global warming and climate change. Thank you. Now, I don't know about you guys, but the sheer information that was just being put into my head... And it was all true. I was verifying it. I was like, on Google, and it's all true. Wow. Uh, my my mind is boggled. But now, red team, what do you have to say to that? Let's go. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. Now, I understand what you're saying about the cost of public transport. However, think about the drivers. How would they get paid? They have families as well that they have to provide for, and they can't live like without any money. They need the money from us people that use public transport. So like, I think public transport should be paid for to help like, provide for others like, and their families because you never know what situation the drivers could be in. They may like, have low income already. Like, the other people in their family may have low income and, or they may be the only providers. So this is why I think public transport shouldn't be free. That is my point. <laughs> Jueria, once again, with a very interesting point there. All of these debates have been so good. And <laughs> that was something that I wasn't expecting. Sorry, Paul. Next up, we got the blue team once again. Jess, take to the stage. Right, so first of all, how would we do this? 
Um, to make this work and make sure the bus drivers get paid, we would cut unnecessary um, government funds such as free lunches in, um, for members of parliament. Um, we would also avoid taxing lower, lower class people um, and um, start taxing people that earn over a certain amount such as um, millionaires or billionaires because they have lots and lots of money to go spare. Um, this, this would also help with exercise as the, at the moment the government's trying to push um, people to do more exercise and the overall health of the UK. So walking to a bus stop every day can get you much more exercise um, than just walking to your car, which will increase, um, well, sorry, help um, increase the overall health of the UK. Um, and that's all I've got, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jess. Blue team is really pulling out all the stops here to take the lead. And I've got, a, I've got a quick fact for you, because I was doing some research back there, and I found out that if this actually happened, so many buses would get implemented into the world that they would even be making bus drivers drive across, the, um, ac across countries. I know. And they would take away pilots because of that. And because of that, all that would be left is 21 pilots. <laughs> Entering to stressed out by 21 pilots <laughs> is Paul. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. Thank you, Sam, for the incredible joke. Um, it truly made my uh, made me laugh. Paul, oh, I think you're sucking up to judge oh, that. Right. No, it was a great joke. Thank you, Sam. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, my argument would be, well, just because the transport is free doesn't mean it will be in use. Like, it, it's, like, it is free, but you still have to think of the convenience aspect of it. How many people would rather just go to a car and get from A to B, simple as that? Whereas buses, you have a set route, and if that route doesn't go to where you want to go, well, you have to get another bus, and it might be free, but think about the hassle and the time wasted from having to rede redirect a whole schedule because you can now use buses and trains. It's, it's inconvenient and an unnecessary hassle for a lot of people to use a train or free transport, even, even if it will help um, lower carbon dioxide emissions, it's still, you're still not taking into account the amount of people that won't um, utilise the free transport because of how convenient the car is. And you say it's good for the health of the people in the UK, but again, like if it's not being used, what's the point? That's my point. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. It's good that someone appreciates my comedy right there. I hope you're not being swayed by that. Um, no, because... The enjoyed it too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I am pretty much certain I know who I want to pick for this, but you guys still have a little bit of a say in what I 
end up deciding. So, red team. Or the blue team. Yeah. Right, well, I mean, both sides, again, amazing, amazing arguments. But for me, the pros, for one, outweigh the cons. Because taking a 2-1 lead going into the final round is the blue team! Yeah. A bow this time. We're, we're, we're progressing. I like that, I like that, I like that. So, with that round done, before we head into the final round, referees, do you know what the scores are? So, blue has got one point. Red has got minus one point. However, oh. this final round carries five points in total. Five points. As long as points. you don't mess up by, you know, breaking the rules, sucking up to judges, stuff like that, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah, we were hustling you. You thought that the first three debates meant anything towards the final night. No. This is where it matters. The main event, the winner of this, will get positive energy from everyone in the audience and maybe a high five from me. The losing team is publicly shamed and We'll leave the chapel tonight without any pizza. But, but I have seen what's down there, and I'm pretty sure I did see some Hawaiians, so maybe they might be winners. So, the final debate, the final motion, the main event. Is everyone ready? This house believes that the voting age should be brought down to 16 years old. We did save the best till last round here, didn't we? <laughs> Red, you are for. Blue, you are against. Red team, take to the stage. Now, I, might, I know what you might be thinking. 16 is just way too young to be voting, and that's why you're wrong. 16-year-olds <laughs> are mature enough to know what they want, and they're mature enough to drink with uh, supervision, and <laughs> they're mature enough to enlist into the army if they want. Well, as... Uh, is that true? Is that true? Yes, it is true. Great. So, well, they're old enough... Into consideration. Right. So, they're old enough to do all that, yet they're not old enough in the eyes of the law to vote, which I think is preposterous, because as someone who would, like, as a six, like, almost 16-year-old, okay, almost 16-year-old, I know personally that I'd love to vote, and there's so many laws that affect everyone just in our daily lives, and I, I think giving 16-year-olds the vote would be just beneficial to, this, like, everyone, because, like, we'd, it's, a group that know what they're doing, and they are mature enough, like despite what you might think, they are mature enough to know their surroundings, and denying them of what 
the, the vo right to vote is uh, unnecessary. So, for example, uh, trans rights is something that affects many young people, and they don't have the right to vote right now, which I think is preposterous because it affects people in the now. It affects young people and not giving them the control to say what is wrong, like what they need actually is is unfair and just like bias I think. I think it's, I think we should have the voting age lowered because so many laws like affect everyone in the, everyone like just daily. Like think of how many adults don't know what they're voting for. And like, if that's your argument for 16 year olds, well, why don't we just not give anyone the vote? That's, that's like the logic you're working by. <laughs> I did say we left the best till last. I'm pretty sure that was the longest debate we've had so far. And, I mean, as an almost 16-year-old, they use the word preposterous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I believe them. Um, blue team, what do you have to say about that? Take to the stage. Right, so I think to start with, I would say as a 16-year-old, I don't think I would be able to vote properly. Um, as most 16-year-olds um, have little interest in voting, um, um, and even 18 to 24-year-olds have shown little interest in voting as well, with only 44% of um, 18 to 24-year-olds um, wanting um, to actually vote. Um, students were asked if voting age should be lowered to 16 and only 79% said the voting age should stay at 18 um, and 21% said it should be lowered to 16. Um, also one of my other points is um, it's illegal to drink, smoke and even drive at 16. Um, so why should 16-year-olds be able to vote if they're not even allowed to do these things? Um, and also, you can't take a law class till you are 16 years old. So, again, you would have very little knowledge in the subject itself. Um, thank you, that's all I've got. I do like the two different styles of debate here. You know, we've got the facts over here on the blue team. We've got the sheer raw emotion from the red team. Joaria, are you ready to show some more of that emotion? Yes. She is. Let's go. were given the vote, they'd probably vote for someone completely different. Someone that the older generation may not have thought about. And who knows what they maybe have, have in mind. Hopefully, they'd um, want to make a lot of changes to the education system, which is very ableist at the moment. I mean, look at GCSE exams, like how inaccessible some of those are, like maths and science especially, a lot of diagrams and graphs which we all, which some, which most visually impaired people would struggle to read. I know for a fact that I definitely do. 
And I know other people that do struggle to read graphs as well. And also think about the mental health side of it as well. Think about all the people trying to cram so much information into their brains, trying to revise for so many exams, and how this would affect them emotionally and cause a lot of stress to them. So if the voting age was lowered, I'd hope that it makes some changes to GCSEs or like, just um, have small assessments throughout the years to make it easier on people to revise. And also, if we were given the vote as well, I feel like it would also lead to the teaching of politics in schools, which I think is really important. However, I don't think it would be that good to have it as a GCSE, just um, like maybe in PHSE. And just that it won't cause a lot of stress, as I said, for people to revise. And that is my point. Well done, Red Team, for some amazing debates throughout tonight. But now we have come to the final debate. Jude, you have the privilege of being the last person to speak their mind in front of this amazing audience. They're going to cheer you on right now. Let's go. So I agree that if 16-year-olds had the right to vote, they would consider people that adults didn't. But that's because young people are heavily influenced by social media. So it would just become a game of popularity as opposed to whose beliefs you actually align with. So linking back to what Paul said, um, yeah, 16-year-olds can drink, can get married, can enlist in the army, but this has to be done with adult supervision or permission. They can buy alcohol, they can buy cigarettes, property, own credit cards, write wills, or drive cars. Young people are really irresponsible. Um, it, Phillips said that childhood is breaking down because children have been given too many rights. So the age of childhood has decreased to around the age of 13, where children aren't emotionally mature enough to be in control of the decisions that they're making. And this is actually supported by neuroscience, which suggests that the frontal lobe, which is the decision-making part of your brain, doesn't fully develop until you're around age 25. And 16-year-olds are still legally considered children, so can you really trust children to take more than themselves, well, responsibility for an entire country rather than just themselves? Thank you. Thank you to these four amazing people for their wonderful debates tonight. And before I announce a winner, I've just got one question to ask the referees, and that is, was there any cheating in that final round? No. Well, there was one fact that I did have to kind of clarify, but it turned out they were right, so I'll give them it. So, you heard it from Izzy there. There was no cheating. So, there will be a winner tonight. So, you guys... <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide. It's so hard. The suspense is killing me, and I'm the one delivering the the uh, the 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 result. I can't even think of my words at the moment. Um, 
Everyone here in the studio theatre, do you think that the red team deserve to win tonight? How about the blue team? Even the crowd reaction was like 50-50. Like you're really not helping me out, guys. Um, so I am just going to go with my gut. This team has been super professional all night. They have come. <laughs> have, I, have I given it? Have I given it away? Have I, have I given it away? They they were very good with their facts. They didn't abuse the other team at any point. Um, and I just feel like they kind of made a, made a nice balance between being empathetic, forcing you guys to feel what they were feeling, and bringing in some facts to back that up. I also feel that that last debate, the blue team did win. So overall tonight, the all winners of the first ever Next Generation debate are the blue team. <laughs> Immediate thoughts and reactions on that, Jess. Well, sorry. <laughs> what, are your, what are your immediate reactions on this massive victory? Um, amazing. Yeah, we did so much research, and um, we researched up to about 11 o'clock last night with all these facts and stuff, so... That's dedication. Yeah. That's dedication. Jude, how are you feeling? Taking A-level sociology paid off. <laughs> so if there's anything that you guys have learned from tonight, is that it is to take A-level sociology. I don't think any of you guys go to college. Um, but anyone listening at home that may be thinking of going to college, take A-level sociology. Now onto the red team, the unfortunate losers of tonight. Can we give them a round of applause anyway? <laughs> red team, how are you feeling, Paul? You get you you were <laughs> before tonight. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out for you. What are your thoughts? No, it hasn't worked out. But to be fair, we were given one day, so I think the they 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 researched until eleven last night. <laughs> I think those are just tryhards. But let's be honest, they just wanted it more than you. That is a fact. I mean, can Sam, confirm. Is may it a I fact? say you've had a bit of a you know preference for the blue team all along? What? Bribery. I think you should fact check that yourself. Because I think that is they might false. Have, you know, sneaked you a biscuit or something before. I sense bribery with the outfits. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got told by Henry to wear this. Um, Joaria, forget forget what they what forget what they're saying. How are you feeling at the moment? Well, I am a, I am disappointed that we didn't win, but I'm actually really glad that I was like, able to like be part of this something a bit different, and. I got to work with someone a bit different as well, someone I've never really worked with and I found it a lot of fun. And I pretty much used like, all my knowledge of like, mental health and disability and all these, which I thought would have paid off, especially in the last debate. I feel, I feel sad now. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've been guilt tripped. Joaria, that was, that was some powerful words that you said there. But can everyone give a big round of applause once again to the two teams that competed tonight? I was going to say, can you give an equally rapturous applause to the referees? But after what they've just said, tone it down a little bit. But still, thank you to the referees. 
clap for the tech team up there, because without them, we couldn't have done it. A big thank you to Henry Raby and Martin Berger for uh, organising this whole thing with us. And Molly. <laughs> and don't forget the audience at home. I was just about to say that. You've said a lot. Well, why don't you deliver that one then, Izzy? No, Charlie, take it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean for that. Uh, thank you to everybody watching both here and at home. Thank you for actually showing interest in this. We all appreciate it. Mm, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, thank you guys so much for uh, being with us this Friday. To uh, the people, like Charlie said, to the people listening at home and the people that have joined us as our live studio audience. We will see you guys next time for some more live events from this studio theatre. Make sure that you are checking out what we do next. Um, maybe we'll hold another live event. Keep checking out Red Kite, uh, the show performed by us young people, for young people, on East Leeds FM every second Friday. And for Friday. Every other Friday. Woo, woo! I've been Sam Armitage, and we will see you guys next time. Goodbye! <laughs>